Spanish paint, but two of them were the traditional horse-drawn ones, painted gaily with green and red, with yellow wheels, and a bucket or two swinging from the axle, and in one of these, Ruth knew, lived the old matriarch who had ruled the fair for so many years. In the still evening air, blue smoke rose from the little tin chimney to the lime trees above. There was a faint whiff of frying onions, and a lurcher dog was sitting close to the caravan, his nose pointed expectantly upward. Nearby, two skewballed ponies, tethered to the trees, cropped the new grass. "'Looks the perfect life,' sighed Ruth, longingly. "'Just wandering from place to place. Nothing to remind you of things you want to forget?' Her voice trailed away, and her companion looked at her quickly. She was uncomfortably pretty, gazing into the distance like that, he thought, and looked much better than she had when he had first met her six weeks before. Then she had been a pathetic little ghost, sitting listlessly in her sister's house, answering politely when addressed, with her heart and mind in some far distant place. "'Damn that fellow!' thought young Dr. Lovell, savagely, for the hundredth time, and I suppose she'd take him back again if he came crawling, blast his eyes. He fought down his useless anger and spoke equably. The calm evening gave him courage to speak more intimately than he had dared before. You will forget, he assured her, seriously. Look at the day ahead, and never backward. You don't need a caravan for happiness, you know. The girl looked at him directly and gave a quick, warm smile. The young man laughed with relief and raised a hand in farewell. I'll look in tomorrow morning, he promised, and set off across Thrush Green to his own temporary home. Thrush Green stood on high ground at the northerly end of Lulling, a small, sleepy, prosperous town which had been famous in the days of the wool trade. The town itself lay some half a mile distant, its gentle grey houses clustered in a hollow on each side of the twining silver river, like a flock of drowsy sheep. The streets curved and twisted as pleasantly as the river, but shaded by fine lime trees, now breaking into delicate leaf, instead of by willows, soon to shimmer summer through, above the trout-ringed reaches of the river Pleshy. The high street, tilted abruptly to rise to Thrush Green. It was a short, sharp hill, a real head-thumber of a hill, in hot weather, as old Mr. Pickett, sexton of St. Andrews, often said. In the grip of winter's ice, the same hill was feared by riders, drivers, and those on foot. Years before, a wooden handrail, polished by generations of hands, had lined the high pavement, but the town council had decided that it served no useful purpose, and detracted from the charm of the stone-walled cottages, perched high on the bank above. And when the handrail had become shaky with age, it had been dismantled, much to the annoyance of the Thrush Green residents. The green itself was triangular, with the Church of St. Andrew standing at the southerly point. The main road from Lulling to its nearest neighbouring Cotswold town ran along one side of Thrush Green, and a less important lane, threading its way to half a dozen or so sleepy little hamlets, skirted the other side.
Across the base of the triangle, at the northern end, ran a fine avenue of horse-chestnut trees linking the two roads, and behind them, facing towards St. Andrews across the green, stood five sturdy old houses, built of that pleasantly sunny Cotswold stone, which reminds one of honeycombs, golden afternoons, and warm and mellow bliss. It was in the middle house of the five that Ruth Bassett was staying this spring. She had known and loved the house all her life, for it had belonged to her grandparents, and she and her sister Joan had always spent as much time as possible at Thrush Green, escaping from their parents' home at Ealing whenever they could. It had been wonderful as children to exchange the small garden, the neat tree-lined streets and the decorous walks in Ealing Parks for the heady freedom of Thrush Green and the big untidy garden that lay behind the old house. Sometimes they travelled with their parents, for their father visited his mother and father as often as his work would allow, but sometimes the two girls travelled alone from Paddington in charge of the guard, and it was these journeys that they loved best. Their spirits rose as the train rattled westward, leaving the factories and rows of houses behind. Whatever.